0: All right, let's welcome everybody out today to episode 57 of Utah on the Weeds. My
1: name's Chris Hollifield, And I'm Tim Pickett, a medical cannabis expert of sorts in Utah. And we're talking today to Maddie Morrison. Yes, right? a, a patient as well as she
0: works at Deseret Wellness in Park City.
1: Yeah, like uh, the Deseret Wellness in Park City is on Kearns. And it's hard to find, and we talk about that in the in the podcast, but... Uh, she's really fun to talk to. This was a good episode. And I liked the discussion that we had around like her growing up and her experience with her family. Uh, I remember that. That was yeah, it was yeah good. Yeah.
0: We don't want to give too many spoilers. Right.
1: We'll get into that podcast or we'll get into the interview here in just a second with Maddie. Got a little housekeeping. Um, there's a new pharmacy in Brigham City, yeah. Beehive Pharmacy, that we already know and love in West Salt Lake. Right across the street from where we're recording here today, but um, also in Brigham City. Do you have the address I of that? D- I do. It's uh, eighty, excuse me,
0: eight hundred and seventy West, eleven fifty South, Suite C, Brigham City, Utah, eight four three zero two. Their number 435-919-0966. Give them a call. Make sure they're open or their hours.
1: Yeah, they had. Um, I know Mindy Medeo is working as a pharmacist up there. She's the pharmacist in charge. Very cool. Um, So very cool place. Excited to see that pharmacy, the northernmost pharmacy in Utah, open up and give access to to people who are, are way up there.
0: And then Utah Therapeutic, UtahMarijuana.org, you guys are opening up here in Provo. You guys have a grand opening on the 11th. Grand
1: opening on the 11th this Tuesday, coming up Taco Tuesday from 12 to 6. We've got a taco truck coming to celebrate kind of a re-grand opening. So we're in the same building as Deseret Wellness in Provo. We are not in their space. We have our own entrance, um, our own space there look for us there on Tuesdays Thursdays and Saturdays right now 12 to 6 I'm just I'm really excited about Utah county because we have a lot of patients that drive up from the south and this gives them really an hour less drive you know than driving up here to the Salt Lake Valley so yeah super excited come down and see us take a selfie with the the marijuana gnome
0: the marijuana that
1: should be our mascot of the podcast right (laughs) Right. maybe it's your your, if you know you know uh, out there uh, the marijuana gnomes I gave them away for the birthday right yeah they've just become something of a thing that we think is fun (laughs) utahmarijuana.org slash podcast go listen
0: to all the podcasts there they all should be up there for the most part share some of your favorite episodes on Facebook Twitter Instagram that way we can kind of help grow our audience because uh, that's the way we're going to grow is word of mouth and I don't know, anything else you want to mention before we get into this uh, episode here and talk about... Uh... Yeah, talk talk with Maddie. I don't think so, Chris. Let's get into it. All right. Here's that conversation with Maddie Morrison. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Let's talk about your relationship with cannabis. When did that start for you?
2: Yeah. So I, I was probably between the ages of 14 and 16, very young, um, too young, and...
0: Were you by yourself with friends? With
2: friends. Well, they we weren't really with friends. It was
0: a, not pseudo, a very good crowd. Pseudo friends at Totally, the time, right?
2: yeah. I, I kind of stepped outside of my crowd and I was just like, I don't know. My mom kind of gave me the go ahead. Um, she asked me if I had ever tried cannabis before and I said no. And she said-
0: Now, did she say it like that? Have yeah. you tried cannabis? Really? Yeah. Didn't, didn't call Have it marijuana or anything?
2: Yeah,
1: no. did she? Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's very- well known in my family, like everybody pretty much uses cannabis. So it's, it's been a great culture in my family. So cool. when I kind of get those roadblocks of people who aren't so open uh-huh. to the subject, it's a little bit strange for me because I.
1: Because you didn't grow up in the same, like in the same environment right. that I would say most would be here. Yeah, right in Utah. totally. Yeah. Right, you grew up in an environment that maybe you live in our future. Yeah. <laughs> where we're going to raise our kids is with more openness and and yeah. talk about it more. So when you were using cannabis when you were younger, did you feel that fear of getting caught as much? Totally. You still did. Yeah,
2: I totally did. It wasn't so much getting caught by my parents. Um, well by my mom. I my family background is something we can talk about later, but yeah. um yeah, my mom just always was very open about it. And my grandma is very open about it. My grandma is, I hate to put the stigma on it, but she's the biggest pothead I know. Right,
0: well, <laughs> so,
2: you know, yeah. she's, my grandma's great. <laughs> and,
0: and every your family's out in South Dakota, right? Yeah, so yeah for most li- of them. So people listening, mm-hmm. uh, that's where you were born and raised. Yeah. That's where you first started using cannabis. Now, what's South Dakota's laws current Are they are they a medical state or are they um, recreational or are they just yeah, nothing? Yeah,
2: so it was fully Illegal, very harsh laws, very conservative. It's a very conservative state. Yeah. Um, very much was not okay, even though everybody kind of was aware that everybody was using cannabis. You know, the harder drugs are also an issue in South Dakota as well. So it was kind of a big, like drugs were a big topic. I hate to say drugs, but drugs was a big topic, um, in South Dakota. And, you know, I was more so just caught of, or afraid of being caught by cops. So, it wasn't really family that I was scared of or anything. It was just cops. It's a small town. There's not really anything that they can do aside from like follow cars around town that are perfectly doing nothing wrong so so you it was a
0: small town oh so small only one
2: one stoplight in the okay because i mean i'm familiar
0: with south dakota and i know how it is it's like weather i mean what is there only like there's only a couple of big cities in south dakota right and they're not even that big yeah the
2: biggest ones are like rapid city that one's about a 35 45 minute drive away from where where i grew up which is in like lee deadwood area so yeah little like old western town and just very small small school i grew up with the same kids from kindergarten to Graduation, pretty through. much. Yeah. yeah. So it was so, kind of
0: like you had to you had to kind of uh, accept the people that were there. Not a lot yeah. of choices of who your friends were. Oh, not totally. a lot of choices of who you spent time with.
2: Yeah. And like clicks weren't a thing. It yeah. was just everybody was the same friend group. So it was a very small town. So everybody knew everybody's business, and that you know, even though like I used Canvas as a very young kid, everybody did. So it wasn't like I wasn't right. scared like, about my peers knowing.
1: Yeah, it's anything. it's a little different than here where you have little groups of kids yeah. that would use or not. Yeah, like it's more And It's like in everybody knows who the groups are, but yeah. in your case, it's all just one group. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that is small town.
2: Yeah, very small town.
1: I've <laughs> yeah, visited places like that, Chris, but never lived in one.
0: Yeah, no, I've uh <laughs> I visited. <them> <laughs> yeah, well. I visited.
1: Now, but at fourteen, you probably
0: weren't even familiar with the term medical marijuana, no, medical no, cannabis. Really. I mean, it was all just recreational, yeah. so to speak. I mean, even though there probably were was things that it was helping out. Yeah. I mean, even at fourteen.
2: Yeah, I mean, as a young kid, I definitely used it recreationally. But I knew that there were times where I was like, okay, I know that when I use this before a test, I focus a little bit better. I feel more confident. I feel like I have a better outcome with my test. That sort of thing. So I definitely was aware that I was helping me in some ways, but I didn't, it didn't really register the medical aspect of it until- Right. You're
1: not considering it. And, and let's go back yeah. to that, like yeah. that term medical, Yeah, we use it now because it's almost like a legal term, mm-hmm. right? But if you're using the plant for some type of benefit or some type of change, mm-hmm. that's essentially what we're doing with the medical side exactly. anyway. Exactly. Totally. And you don't even need to call it medical. It just is what it is. Exactly. But focus you found, Mm -hmm. did you find that some strains, were you able to choose what strain you got uh, there? Um,
2: I feel like when I was young, I now I have a super high tolerance. So when I was that young, I mean, I was like anything really kind of helped me. Anything was very like mind altering. Mm-hmm. So even if it was being in the same room as somebody, I would still feel kind of a change in my body or my mind. Um I didn't really pay attention to strange just because it was kind of like what you could get back right. then, you know, and now it's more so I, I'm i learning as I'm going through my journey because then it was just my experience with cannabis. Now I feel like I'm on my journey with cannabis. So it feels like a mind change. So now I'm learning about terpenes. I'm learning about cannabinoids. I'm learning about what my body needs. I have a little notebook that I write when I try new things. I write, you know, what the brand is, what it was, my dosage, the changes. So I'm kind of keeping track and making it more catered to Maddie. If yeah. That makes you're sense.
1: personalizing your own yeah. experience. When, when did but, you start doing all that? Like how long ago did um, you know, I'll start for you?
2: Tr- probably mostly when I started in the industry, when I started at Desert Wellness. So I took about two years off from cannabis because I started at a credit union when I first moved here and I worked there for almost three years and it was very much a different culture. Um, I was so scared. I, I was scared I was going to get in trouble. I didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't want to get fired. I wanted to be a good adult. I just graduated high school. I just wanted to be very like clean and. <laughs> Did you I think know.
1: that like? Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna grow up, I'm gonna be adult, yeah. and adults don't smoke weed. Yeah. And
2: that's Is what that I really what that's you... really what I felt. I Interesting. Cause when I worked at um I don't know if I should say it, but I had a really bad experience at this credit union. And um that's kind of as I worked there longer, I started just kind of I don't know if I was starting to resent my job or I don't know, retaliate. I don't know, but I started using cannabis again
0: as probably. a way to probably escape at that yeah, time. Yeah. Because yeah, because
2: I was just like I just feel so unhappy and I just feel like I'm trapped here and it was a way for me to heal some of that depression and heal some of those things that some of those traumas that happened during the 3 years that I worked there. And that that was kind of game-changing for me because then it started helping me with those traumas and with those, you know, issues. So I don't want to get emotional about, but
1: <laughs> right because you you're diagnosed with PTSD mm-hmm. and that's your qualifying condition in Utah and mm-hmm. that's primarily what you use cannabis for from a medical standpoint
2: and pain as well and i have pain. really bad lower back pain
1: okay and do you find now that you're through this journey like that how has cannabis helped the PTSD
2: yeah, so I have really bad insomnia associated with it. I'll get nightmares. I'll get flashbacks. Um, I can't either. I, there are some, some days. Well, before I got back into my cannabis journey or when I first started again after two years, I really, there would be days where I wouldn't sleep for a couple of days and. It just was thinking. Because
1: you're you have trouble falling asleep uh-huh. and staying asleep because of the nightmares.
2: Yeah. Because sometimes I'll like close my eyes, I'll start to relax, and then I'll get like a flashback of something and it'll yeah. just make me like uncomfortable and I'll cringe and I just like get really anxious. And depending on the flashback and the severity of that situation, it like there are some nights where I just can't sleep, period. So with cannabis, it's like if I have a higher dose edible. That's like the biggest part. That's the biggest help for me is being able to fall asleep, stay asleep, not have any nightmares. Usually I have really great dreams or no dreams at all. And I'm just
0: out. Does it help you wake up refreshed yeah. uh, in the next yeah. morning? Cause that's, that's the worst is when you don't wake up and you just feel like you didn't sleep at all. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Well, there's some days I feel a little foggy, but it's normally for like, cause I go back and forth between wanting to drink coffee and stuff and not. So I feel like coffee helps me kind of get rid of that fogginess, but yeah, if I don't, I definitely have a little bit of fogginess for a couple hours during the day. So, okay. like in the morning.
1: Yeah, like in the morning, Your, usually for like two hours. Yeah, it's it's really um, it's been a fascinating topic for me lately too. We've done a lot of like different content on discover marijuana on the YouTube mm-hmm. channel with Blake Smith and I talking about PTSD and the uh, sleep specifically with cannabis, the research is that it's great to help people fall asleep but kind of at lower doses unless you have a higher tolerance mm-hmm. maybe like you but one of the things it does really well is suppress dreams mm-hmm. and and it's like it's the it's one of the best reasons to use it mm-hmm. or that people use it for PTSD mm-hmm. do you but dosing wise like what how much do you usually take um like what's the sweet spot for you
2: So I use cannabis throughout the day from the time that I wake up to the time that I go to bed. Sometimes if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll take a drag off of my vape, like a couple drags off of it, and then I can fall back asleep. So I'm really consuming most of the day, Uh not while I'm at work, but if I take a lunch break, I'll have my vape throughout the day. Or if I get anxious, if I go to the store, like I hate shopping in stores or going to restaurants or things like that, I take my vape with me and I feel like I can be present. Mm -hmm. So, um, as for edibles, it kind of changes because my tolerance is so high. I'm trying to step away from edibles for a couple of days, um, and just have lower dosing. So that way I can decrease my tolerance a little bit because it's so, it's so expensive to have a high tolerance. So it's, do you give yourself breaks at all? I try to, but it's so hard because I know that it does help me sleep that I'm like, if I, you know, if I don't take yeah. it, my tolerance will build back up or, you know, but if I don't take it, you, do you won't it, get any sleep. Yeah, yeah, I won't get sleep. So
1: can we talk about this a little bit more too? Because yeah. like, have you ever, or when was the last time you had like 48 hours, totally cannabis free?
2: Probably. Well, a few months.
1: It's been a few months. I'm trying to think. Yeah. It's but probably been But when that, months. can you remember can not you, like you, like you remember specific, how you felt?
2: Um I've, I definitely felt crankier, yeah. <laughs> a little bit crankier. It's, you don't
1: sleep as well. Yeah. You're a little crankier. Yeah. And uh,
2: I'm which, cranky because I can't sleep.
1: I mean, um, the reason why I ask yeah. is that it really is like people who use a lot, not people who use a lot, but people who use very consistently. Yeah, you're going to get some withdrawal yeah, type totally. symptoms, right? It's you like get if a little you don't have cranky. coffee for a
2: couple days, you get a little bit.
1: It's kind of the same thing, yeah. right? You get that coffee, you get the caffeine headache if yeah. you don't have your morning coffee. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, of course, if you're using something every day, you're going to have some withdrawal. Some, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like exactly. Symptoms. They're not dangerous, but, no, yeah. but it happens.
2: Yeah. And it's not like I'm angry. It's just like, I just feel a little sensitive. I don't know.
0: Mm -hmm. There's not much that you can do to get over that except just not consume any. Right. I mean, there's not like any other tips or tricks, or things you could do. I
1: mean, some people take, uh, 48 hours off of THC only. And so they'll ramp up the CBD, CBN.
0: Who was it that we chatted with? We chatted with somebody. Yeah. And he does that.
1: Um, he, uh, the coder. Yeah, Yeah. 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 And so he'll do that. And then in, then other people just force themselves to do 48 hours or, you know, yeah. however many days, 24 hours, right? Yeah. Of, and we, to patients, we recommend, you know, that once every quarter you take two days off. Yeah. Then your day three, you go 50% of mm-hmm. what you took before. Day four, still 50%. And then as day five and on, you can reset your tolerance and totally. you spend less money. And, and you really rebuild the receptors mm-hmm. that are... Hmm that are kind of down regulating there's not as many when you're chronically using right but that's it's not that you're still not getting the effects you're still getting the effects it just takes a little more to get to that point totally and mostly we're talking about THC in that case not really the other cannabinoids mm-hmm. we don't know enough about the other cannabinoids to know whether the there you're building up a tolerance to them right
2: yeah, and there are some days. um, I don't know the last time I took several days off, but every now and then I take like a day off if the day before I had too much THC. Cause there are some times where I'm like, okay, how far, you know, right. I, like if 35, cause right now 35 is like pushing that line a little bit for me. Right now 30 is probably
1: milligrams, better, like milligrams. a milligram edible. You yeah. can take a 30 milligram edible
2: and it's and, right. Yeah, it's good for bedtime. You're in all, the zone. Yeah. Yeah, so if I test it a little bit more, um, because the highest that I found so far, I don't know if it's just because I'm just getting it from where I work, but is the Oakbridge Orange Cream ones—they're thirty milligrams. If I need to add more, I just add a tincture to the edible and increase the dosage on the edible. So I, I this kind is of, called
1: layering, folks.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For those so, of you out
1: there who are interested in this, yeah, it's this is layering one thing over nice. the other.
2: Yeah, because then um, you can always like. I just feel like it's extending the, the life of that product because you're, you're using the full, its full ability, if that makes sense. Because if you have a higher milligram and instead of having one and a half or one and a quarter, if you have even higher tolerance than that, or if you have a super high tolerance, you don't have to take multiple edibles. You can take one and you can add two drops from a tincture and that's perfect. So I just feel like it maximizes yeah, that's a good way to do money. it.
1: Yeah,
0: I, like it. I think that's I like it. what everybody should be doing: is kind of trial and error, trying different things out, seeing what works, and seeing what uh, seeing seeing what works for you. Kind of in, yeah. in how you said, like with a journal. Yeah. Kind of making notes of that. Do you refer back to it a lot? Kind of saying, Oh, yeah. okay. I see what I was doing yeah. there.
2: I at work because there's a lot of downtime because we're new. We're not super busy. I've been doing, well, Yeah,
1: we'll talk about this. So much research. Because I'm yeah. really excited about park city. Yeah. And, uh, the whole, the whole setup up there.
2: Oh my gosh. It's awesome. It's really cool. I love my job. I haven't been able to say that yet, but I love, but my I job.
1: imagine oh, that's good. I'm yeah. sure I'm, we'll, uh, shout out to Jeremy. He's, totally, uh, He'll be like, Oh, yes, <laughs> I know. Um, so, uh, but it's not that busy and you've got a little downtime.
2: Yeah. So I've been doing a ton of research. I've already gone through two notebooks since we've been open for like a month. I have I do a ridiculous amount of research about terpenes, about cannabinoids, about um, dosing, about different studies that have been done, that sort of thing. I just – I really want to – I've watched so many TED Talks, so many YouTube videos. Yeah. Like I just really want to absorb it all and <laughs> I – yeah. So, so
0: what do you do at Deseret Wellness? Just like a- I'm an
2: operations um, associate, so I work in the vault mostly. Okay. Occasionally, I'll work up in reception or on the med floor helping patients.
0: In the vault, what is a what is a person uh, the who- vault? Is
2: where all the product. Is. Okay. So yeah, okay. so I'm just fulfilling orders. So when the patient is with the pharmacy agent at the register, they ask for the product they want. They print out the labels. The labels have everything that they need, like the patient's name, date of birth, sure. our location, the pharmacist, that sort of thing. And then they bring that to the vault. I grab all the product um, and then I put the label on and then send it out. So, and then also update like menus, the website, that sort of thing. So I'm kind of on the back end of it with.
0: Didn't I read somewhere that Utah, you can finally use out of state uh, patient
1: IDs? Yes. In fact, Deseret Wellness was the first to post it. That out of state. Card holders can register with the EVS system Mm -hmm. and the, the department of health will verify that card, Mm -hmm. that the card is, is legit in whatever state they're from In whatever state they're from. So like if you are from California California and you have a med card, then you can come here and you can use for 21 days, three 21 day periods per year. Yeah. If. And you go through this process. I think it's 25 bucks to get the card. Yeah. How much product can you buy? I mean, that's up to the. Now, see, I. Th- that's this where. This is where. you're a pharmacist. We, you
2: don't have a pharmacist. We had you know? a situation a couple of days ago where one patient came in and then it was like, OK, the pharmacist was like, oh, yes, our first one. And we were all so excited. We were like, OK, let's see how this is going to work. Yeah. And then I left for the day. So I have no idea. Oh, right. I I have no how idea how much
1: they can buy. Yeah. I, I mean.
2: I'll have to ask.
1: I guess it's up to the pharmacist.
2: Possibly, like they, I'm sure right. they have to have a consultation because they're out of state. They've never yeah, purchased I, in Utah. I don't for. know. I don't really know. Right, how I works. think
1: those those details. Yeah, we don't we don't really know. It'd be interesting. We need an out of stater. Yeah to be on the podcast after yeah. having the yeah, experience, right? Seriously. And in Park City, you would think you're going to see right, a lot more. Tourists. Yeah. You're going to see a lot more of the out-of-staters. Yeah. My wonder is how long will that take the out-of-staters to, to get approved? That's what I, I was just going to yeah. talk yeah. about. Like, what too. if they're only
0: in for a weekend? Right. Like, right. And that... I
1: and I put my card application in on Friday and I arrive at four and then I don't get approved till next Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. I would think you got to have some foresight right. to, uh, yeah. you got to plan ahead. Let us yeah. know. Drop us. An email, if you can. Okay. I don't know. That might be kind of hard to explain in an
0: email. But I'm yeah. curious. Well, like, I can.
2: I think you what, left your phone number in the email too. I can. always yeah. Call yeah. I'm just we'll curious. put it in
0: yeah. the intro. On how it works. You know? how it works. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, it, yeah. It even yeah. as time goes on, you know, yeah. weeks go yep. on and months go on.
2: We yeah. Because we've definitely had a couple of people since we've been open that have been like, "Are you guys recreational? Can we <laughs> buy?" And it's like, <laughs> "No, I'm sorry." We Come with your snow so pants on
1: for us, right? We know. Um, we know the system so well because we're we live it and breathe it all the time, but. But there's so many people who who we see even every day who are like, "Wow, I didn't even know, yeah, uh, you know, medical cannabis was illegal in yeah. Utah until last week."
2: Yeah, I know. I told um, my stepdad I was like, he's like, I just checked in with him and he was like, "What are you doing now? Are you still at the bank?" And I was like, "No." Here's the thing, <laughs> and I had to like gently explain it. I mean, he do- he uses cannabis for sure, but I don't know that he's necessarily okay with me working in the industry. Um, I know a lot of people that I know have been kind of worried about that, but he was like, it's legal there.
1: And Utah, he talked and he like
2: talked what? about he talked about the church. He was like, "The church let them do that."
1: <laughs> and yes. I was like, "Oh God, yes, <laughs> yes." As a matter of fact, yes. they did. They were part of that negotiation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Big, big part, yeah, big of time. It. Just where, where do
0: you like? Where would you like to see yourself go in the industry? Do you have any like long term goals or plans yeah, or so thoughts?
2: I didn't think I did. I thought I'm starting school, so I was just like, "This is a part time job. I'm just going to work part time job." I'm really interested in cannabis. It, Helps me. I like using it's cannabis. Cool. Yeah. It's cool. I'm like, sure. Yeah. Let's, I think it would be really interesting. And um, when I had my interview with Jeremy, I, he asked me why I wanted to be in the industry. And I said, you know, I've been on the, the receiving end of cannabis, the receiving end of can, of the industry. And I would like to be on the giving end. I think it would be an interesting perspective of helping patients. But also healing myself in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, you know, I, I love the industry. Now that I've been a part of the industry, I'm like, Oh my God, this is, (laughs) this is it for me. I like this. So I, doing my research, I really would like to get into sustainable packaging for the cannabis industry because we are a green industry, but our packaging is not green. So no. yeah, not what, at all.
0: What would you do? Like, like just the packaging that the product comes in. I
2: yeah. Guess. So if it can be like recycled plastic okay. or like hemp packaging, like hemp, come on. Like that's a missed opportunity in my opinion. Like, True. you know, hemp right. is, we should for... already
1: be way ahead in this, yeah. in this deal, right? Yeah. We, we produce all the biomass to make the product.
2: <laughs> yeah. So can we like not
1: just grow a little hemp and do that too.
2: Yeah. Like grow hemp for packaging and just make packaging. It just seems like if you have a hemp, license it seems like a missed opportunity i'm sure that there's more that goes into it but if if i can do something to kind of push that forward or if i can work along with somebody and have them train me in that sort of way i would love to be a part of like the sustainability aspect of it so that's kind of what i would like to go to but
0: (laughs) that is really cool Yeah. yeah so you you said you're still in school
2: I'm starting school in May, so I haven't gone to school. What are you going to school for? Um, so I want to do humanities, okay. um, and also environmental science and sustainability. I would like to do something with like environmental policy or like cannabis policy. I think that would be kind of interesting.
1: I mean, you could get in now. Yeah, totally. Like, it's not a bad time.
2: Yeah, and I'm in the I'm in the industry. I have my foot in the door. So,
1: well, you'll understand the policies and the mm-hmm. rules and the culture around it. Totally. And I think that that'd be. It'd be pretty cool to be starting school right now. Yeah. Want to go into something like this, which, you know, and we think we're, we're, once we hit like adult use, okay, well, the fight is over. Mm -hmm. But that's just, we're just at the beginning of knowledge about what the plant does and how it can help and how to manipulate it. I mean, Mm -hmm. your journal is a small part of that process. Totally. For everybody. What do you think the best. Can you point to a couple of things or one thing that you've gone back and looked at your journal and said, oh, wow, I remember doing that and and that makes sense now or yeah. something? Yeah.
2: Yeah, so... Are you like asking about the products that I've tried, or like just my notes, just my research? What? Just your notes. Just my notes in general. So with that one, um, definitely going, always going back to cannabinoids and terpenes, always like daily referencing that, especially when patients, like if I am helping a patient, or sometimes because some of our employees don't have a medical card, so they can't purchase product, so um, some of them have. Like I, I have a medical card, so I have that kind of step ahead where I can test the products and then kind of explain those to patients.
1: Yeah, Um, you can, you can talk about your, it's important to people, people know too, there's rules about what you can and can't say, right? Exactly.
2: So you can't say, I recommend, you can't say, this is good for this, this heals this, you can't say, you can't guarantee something. So, you know, you can let patients know that based on what other patients have told me, This is kind of what they happen, but again, keep in mind everybody's different. Cannabis affects everybody differently. So I always explain to people, it's like I like can't.
1: It's like in my experience, right? Yeah, and you can't. You
2: kind of can say that, but you can't even really say like this helped me. Like you can't really say that. So
1: huh, that's really interesting. Kind of restrictive. Oh, it's very restrictive. I mean, I get the point that you're not you have to be careful in which way you're acting to a patient, to a medical patient. It's not like you go into the pharmacy and the person behind the pharmacy desk says, Oh yeah. You know, this, this Benadryl is good for this. Although don't they?
2: Yeah. Right.
1: (laughs) I mean, I, I think it's a little bit weird yeah. how that works.
0: They, they want to treat our pharmacies like Walgreens, but they don't want us to let us act like
1: Walgreens. Right. Yeah. Right. Like that's you would so go true. up to the pharmacy tech at Walgreens and you'd say, hey, you know, I've got a really stuffy nose. Can you recommend a product that I, that would help? Yeah, and that, they, oh will. and, and they, they will. will. Oh, and totally they will. They totally will. And they'll recommend dosing legal, even. But they can't, you can't do that. But you can't do that unless you're the pharmacist. Exactly. Or the QMP on the back end. Yeah. Do you find that people in Park City, have you seen patients who've come in and been really intimidated with the process?
2: Um, I don't or think so. I no. think everybody's been pretty much on the same page. People of all ages, of all like anything, wherever you came from, like anybody has come in. And it's it's been really cool to see how patients are kind of taking their health into their own hands I love seeing that. I love that they're like talking about their experiences. We as pharma- pharmacy agents, we want to hear that. We want to hear experiences and because then we know what to tell other patients. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if a pharmacy agent hasn't been able to try a product because they're not a medical patient, they can gr- get like explanations from other patients. So it's just really interesting that we're all kind of learning together. We're all. Just, it's, I love how much we're all learning. I don't know. I just love being a sponge to all of it. And it's just really fun to be a part of.
1: It's pretty cool. Yeah. To, yeah. And it's kind of like the Wikipedia, you know? Yeah, of,
2: yeah
0: totally. There, have, have, there's not
1: like a black, there's not like a, a label that says, okay, this does this, this does that.
0: Do you have any favorite websites or anything that off the top of your um, head that you know of or any, anything? I mean, I guess that's a yeah, p- tough question yeah. just to ask off the top of your head, but we use a
2: lot of different websites. So like, especially yeah. when we're looking at different strains and trying to like figure you
0: personally, out. even, you know, Me for, personally,
2: I use leafly. Okay. That's for like go-to. a lot of your
0: research. Mm-hmm. I have stuff. the app on my phone.
2: Yeah. I use it at work
0: and so you're always yeah. on there.
2: Always on, always on it. Sometimes it doesn't have the strains. So if you just Google, like the name of the strain and then strain after it, it'll find you a website that has the information on that strain. So if Leafly doesn't have it, usually it does, but occasionally you'll find one that isn't on there.
0: Do you use flour at all? Anything like oh, yeah. flowers or, or, yeah, or I, I use flours, yeah.
2: I use everything. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um favorite
0: strain or anything?
2: Um right now sugarcane by Trike. I
0: haven't tried that one it's, yet.
2: It's yeah, it's uh I think it's a hybrid. Okay. It's very it smells sweet. It tastes sweet. I feel like it's very smooth. It's not like harsh at all. It never makes me cough or anything like that. It's just, it's so like mellow. It feels immediately, immediate relief in my body. It's just, it's great strain. So I recommend.
1: <laughs> trike's great. been putting out some pretty decent, uh, flower. one of the only we've talked about yeah. just right. on the podcast. yeah, right? yeah. Right? I mean, like, they're just We have oh, so much flour the, right now. Down at the pharmacy the other day. And, you know, you look at the list and Trike's Chark's just it's, hammering out some some product.
2: Yeah. Well, recently we got a shipment of regular bud and also popcorn.
1: Yeah, the little
0: buds. Yeah. Those we are...
2: have a lot of flour right now. <laughs>
0: At the Park City. At level. the Park City. Yeah yeah, Park City. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably just because it's not as busy exactly. as, say, Beehive or, des- oh or a,
1: a Dragonfly. Yeah. Or, yeah. or even, even the, one yeah, the one in Provo. Yeah, the one in Provo, Yeah, they're so busy. Because you guys yeah. are seeing maybe 50 people a day up there in Park if that, City, if yeah. that, right now. And that's Partly just because of its location too, totally. right? It's it's on Kearns. Mm-hmm. And,
2: and Park City has such high regulations about signage. We so can't not have only plus. already
1: do you have this restriction that you can mm-hmm. only have the Green Cross or you can only have certain signs, but then you have Park City to deal with, oh gosh. which is really tough. <laughs> yeah. And you're in the basement.
2: Yeah. And we're in the basement yep. and everybody's like, sometimes we get calls and we're like, I've been driving around like three times. I don't know where it yes. is. Yes.
1: It is it is pretty restrictive. Yeah. Once you get in, it's a beautiful store.
2: Yeah. It's so bright. It's so clean.
1: It really just reminds me of the Provo one, though. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. It's just yeah. It's like a basement. Have you got
1: to work out of the Provo one at all?
2: Just one day. So yeah, when I was hired on, I was still working at my last job. Okay. So I had put in my two weeks, and then like the day or two after I put in my two weeks, I did my training day. So then I just had a couple weeks to finish out my last job, and then. We started right away in Park City, so I didn't really have a lot of training ahead of time. I kind of was thrown in, but some of the other pharmacy agents did train for a while before, like um, Carly, for example. Shout out to Carly. She's awesome. She just got promoted to assistant manager. so Very cool. Yeah, Um, but she's been working there since the Provo store started. Yeah. So she's been there a while.
1: But this is the thing about the cannabis industry is mm-hmm. there is a lot of room for growth.
2: Yeah, totally. In
1: your career.
2: Yeah. And Jeremy, when we when we all started, we all met each other pretty much the same day for the most part. Some of us met each other like off on random days, but uh, Jeremy got us all together and he said, you know, wherever you want to go in this industry, we will get you there. Just learn, awesome. learn as much as you can and teach each other and grow as much as you can and we'll get you to where you need to be. So...
1: Yeah, it's a good yeah. company to work yeah. with. It's and
2: been my favorite job that I've ever had. The coworkers, amazing. The industry, amazing. Everybody I've met, every patient I've met, have just been amazing.
1: Can so. you imagine working in a regular pharmacy and how much different it would be?
2: No. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. <laughs> I don't know. I love my job. I don't want to leave.
1: <laughs> as far as your health, mm-hmm. do you feel like your health has really benefited from cannabis? Do you- Yeah. Like, what's the biggest thing that it's been able to do for you?
2: Mood boosting a thousand percent and sleep, obviously. But a lot of it was just depression and it really relieved a lot of that. Like, I, I can easily say that before I got into my cannabis journey, I definitely was more depressed and more just my mom used to say, do you have a tummy ache when I was saying, you know, it's like everything is happening to you you think every it's to me yes, like. yes. so you know when i was younger it definitely felt like that and right. as i got more into cannabis it was more just like i'm just i feel more accepting i feel happier i feel like i can i'm more energized i can sleep more i feel like i can be fully present at my job it's just i don't feel like i'm daydreaming and
0: it's weird how yeah. we hear all these stories here like this tim from from most people that come on the show but then yet Cannabis has such a bad stigma in some people's. Oh, mm-hmm. you're lazy. You don't get anything accomplished. You right. You just sit on the couch and eat. What, when did that happen? Like, right. how did that, what, yeah, what happened then? Happen. Like, what?
2: And it's like, okay, I totally do that sometimes.
0: Yeah, but, but... but I do that without? <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm if like...
1: you want to do that, you're going to do it. You're going to sleep in. You're going to Yeah, uh, I mean, eat. Americans watch yeah. like something like six hours of TV every yeah. single day. Whether, right? Whether you're, yeah. and there's only a small percentage that are using cannabis at yeah. all. I yeah. totally agree. But I think, I mean, that's why we're here, right? Is these, mm-hmm. it's one person at a time. And mm-hmm. then that one person has a good experience and, and gets some relief, feels a little better, tells two people yeah, that, Hey, you know what? I quit taking my Ambien because I take this five milligram edible every night and man, I sleep better. I don't yeah. walk around in my underwear out in the neighborhood <laughs> and you know, it <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, eat a
1: block of cheese at two in the morning, and yeah, you know I'm good. Yeah, it
2: just it's so it heals so many people, and I think that's, I mean it's totally fine. Get high, use it recreationally, whatever you want to do. But when you can use it medicinally, and you do recognize it's helping me, it's healing me, it's helping me be a better person, a better human. Like I'm sold. You know, it, it just, it's such a great industry to be in. And I think having these conversations, I think we just need to keep having them because if we keep having these conversations, we are going to remove those stigmas of, oh, you're just a lazy stoner.
0: And I you think know? a lot of those stigmas are disappearing. Right. I think a lot totally. of them, you know, quickly too. If yeah. you look at like how quickly things have progressed over the last few years in, in all 50 States, uh, it's, it's been fun to watch.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it has been really fun to watch. Yeah. And, and I think the mental health aspect of cannabis, although it I th- I think it's a little more complicated mm-hmm. um than the physical side. Like, you mm-hmm. know, back pain I think is easier to treat with cannabis oh, than totally. the mental health side because mm-hmm. the dosing and the cannabinoids, they just play a little bigger role. Yeah. Than than just the THC yeah. in mental health.
2: And I, I have crippling anxiety. I will hide in the bathroom or like Leave. I know, I know that. Oh, or I will one. leave. I know that. Like, I, I have crippling anxiety. Uh, so it, it helps me feel like I can have conversations. And like today, I had an edible before I came here and I feel great. I feel like I can have these conversations. I feel like I can be myself and feel comfortable. And I think that's important because if we all can feel that way, if we all can feel normal, normalizing it is a huge step
0: forward. Everybody deserves that.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the idea of being able to destigmatize it and just introduce introduce people to the option mm-hmm. you know that hey this is this is okay. it's yeah. okay to experiment a little bit with something that's relatively safe mm-hmm. and if we we here we've decided as a society that you're gonna do that under the care of a provider, which is great that makes it even i would say even more uh legitimate yeah. and more safe quote unquote i guess. I'm sure some people would disagree with me and just want to <laughs> go do what they want. Yeah. On the other hand, the great thing about cannabis is you can kind of do both yeah. treat your condition and get the creativity that you want when you, oh, yeah. because you can kind of manipulate it when you learn how to use it. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. Totally. And I love the idea of having patients taking their health into their own hands. I know I said that earlier, but I, I love that aspect because I'm all in for holistic medicine and, and, I don't know. It's it's cliche to be like, oh, big pharma, but you know, I don't know. I just i I just love the idea of taking your own health into your own hands and having those conversations with people who may not agree with how you're medicating, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Not everybody is going to be on the same page, but I think that just having these conversations is a step forward.
0: Absolutely. Like
2: recently, I I had a conversations with one of my partner's family members, and her family is very much not okay with cannabis, and they don't know that I have this job. At least some of them don't know that I have this job and um, they live in California, so they probably won't listen to this podcast. And if they do, that's fine. But um, I had, he visited here for a couple of days and I had the conversation of what are your thoughts on cannabis? And he had a really, really, really bad experience with cannabis when he was younger. And so that's why his family is very much not okay with it. Hmm. Um, he kind of went into a paranoia and kind of had some psyche issues and You know, he feels he's better now. He's definitely better, but he's still recovering from that. And it is very rare for that experience to happen. And that's why they say people with schizophrenia or paranoia or those kind of things shouldn't probably use high levels of THC because it can enhance those effects. So. I'm, and it's important
0: to talk about those too, because so yeah. often we talk about like, oh, yeah. you know, oh it's, oh, it's smoke oh, some it's weed, weed, it's, it's good, good, good for you, you. yeah, safe, yes. but there are people
1: that it affects negatively. Exactly. And I was going to ask you, I mean, can you remember times when you've taken something and you've got really gotten the wrong direction? Totally. Your anxiety's gotten worse. Yeah.
2: When Especially when I'm using the tinctures on top of an edible, it, because they both give you different effects. And so when you're adding two different, because they affect your body differently, tinctures Versus just regular processed edibles. So when you're adding those together plus increasing your dosage, it definitely can give you a lot of psychoactive effects. So just a couple days ago, I pushed my limit a little bit too far and I was really anxious and I was cold. And I don't know, you know, it happens. But now I know not to have that much THC. Exactly. Right? right You write that down in your journal. You're like, okay,
1: five drops of this tincture plus one edible. X too much yeah yeah exactly Not next time but and that's, that's okay that but that's, the the that's good it. to know for people because yeah you can get that anxiety too much THC is typically the cause yeah you can do things to help you can take a take a hot shower you can
2: even you know, having add more CBD, CBD. tincture yeah mm-hmm. I always do that immediately That's
1: immediately take too. a CBD tincture
2: sit on the floor in the shower for a couple minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's yeah what I do.
1: remember that you were okay before mm-hmm. this and, you know, give it some time. Mm -hmm. You're really overemphasizing the present is how I've heard it described. Totally. And because you're not able to access like your memories as Mm -hmm. well, and you're not able to tell time as well, that kind of accentuates that anxiety Mm -hmm. when you overload the the brain with THC. Yeah. So, you know, you got to give that kind of time to pass
2: yeah a lot of that is just putting yourself back into a safe space in your in your mindset and just being like okay I'm scared right now I've had too much THC I'm cold like whatever you're feeling but just be like okay like it's just it's gonna bounce off of me I'm gonna put my head into a safe space my safe space is cuddling with my girlfriends like you know mm-hmm. that's just I, I just
1: what do you um yeah. when you started to use this more mm-hmm. like More medically, Mm -hmm. did you have a plan? Did you kind of figure out the dosing first?
2: Um, yeah, or was it kind of like I kind of just wanted to try a bunch of things, figure out the dosing right away, write it all down, and figure out what works for me so that way I have a solid set routine, you know, next year or something. So, I want to have this first year, I want to keep experimenting with it because. I mean, my body can change, Like sure. you know, the same things that helped me now could not help me in a year from now. So I think the biggest part of it is just keeping an open mind, trying anything that I can, and just making sure that I keep track of it and keeping an open mind. And then, you know, if I do get anxious and I'm like, okay, that's not for me, that's fine, I'll move on or I'll decrease the dosage or whatever the case, or if I'm like, okay, so that tincture helped me feel good for about an hour. But then after that, it made me feel really anxious. So then I know, okay, maybe I'll decrease it by five milligrams or something. So it just, I'm very hyper, probably because I'm a very anxious person. I'm very hyper aware of my body, of things around me, of what I'm hearing, of what I'm tasting. Like I'm very hyper aware of everything. So whether I'm using cannabis or not, I'm always... Hyper aware of how my body is feeling, so I think that definitely helps with my journey because I feel like I'm way more in tune than I used to be, or than some people that I know who use cannabis.
0: Mm-hmm. What would you tell somebody listening that just started using and they don't know where to, you know, what to, where to go, what to look at? They're just they just got their medical card. Mm-hmm. There maybe they maybe been to a pharmacy once or twice, but they're still really really new.
2: I would say don't start with edibles, okay, because they. I mean, even five milligrams, if you're starting, start with like five or less or like okay. two and a half or something. Just start out with like a good one-to-one of CBD, THC, start low, go slow. That's the best thing with cannabis. Um, but for me, I'm glad I didn't start with edibles. I didn't have an edible until I was 20. So I just smoked flour up until that point. And I feel like that was a good, like by the time I had tried edibles, I had a pretty good tolerance with flour that I, that going into edibles was a really easy transition for me
0: yeah, you had a good idea on how it worked and how, it how it might feel your body and, and so on so
2: exactly forth. so i had quite a few more years to my cannabis history at that point by the time i tried edibles so i feel like don't start with edibles maybe start with like a one-to-one tincture or one to ten tincture more cbd even and just start with that start with a low amount of thc and just increase from there
1: good advice yeah. it is great advice yeah
0: <laughs>
2: And, you know, even if you want to just, if you want to get high, you want to feel that edible high, I would say don't go there because that's not a good mindset to don't, don't consume cannabis with the sole purpose to get high. Because once you're there, there, you could be anxious. You'll be like, oh my gosh, this is too much. I'm, you know, you'll be very hyper aware of how high you really are.
1: Yes. You're hyper aware. Again, you're overemphasizing the present and that it just makes you really aware of how things are going and edibles. You're in for a long ride. Oh my gosh. Ray. They last so long. It yeah. lasts a long time. Whereas <laughs> yeah. if somebody was, Ill, I guess, headed for that, maybe a vape cartridge would be a little bit better choice. Totally. It's,
2: vapes are great for like, microdosing. Over, and,
1: yeah. And if you get a little too much, it's only going to be an hour or two.
2: Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. I like vapes for that aspect because it's quick onset. It's discreet. It's um, microdosing throughout the day. You could take one drag off of it and you're like, okay, all right, I'm good to go again. It's kind of just like a little sip of coffee or something. I don't know.
1: A little get up and go. Yeah, exactly. I like that we've been comparing cannabis to coffee today. Yeah, a little, little stimulant. That's,
2: that's yep. all me. I love coffee.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's two kind of two of my favorite things. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, same. They go together. Coffee cannabis, and cannabis. Coffee
2: and cannabis. Yeah. yeah, I'm
1: so glad we got you on the podcast. Yeah.
2: I'm glad
0: you uh, reached out to come on. And yeah, uh, was there was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Was there anything else uh, you wanted to? Make sure to discuss or or, or or say on the microphones before we yeah, wrap this up.
2: Totally, yeah. So I think my biggest advice, and I don't want to like put a heavy weight to advice, just I recommend like going slow, um, experiment, but don't push yourself too hard. Don't be co- too competitive t- with yourself to the point where you're like, oh, five milligrams, that's not enough. And like just – Lower your ego a little bit and have a lower dosage, and you'll be okay.
0: Like, uh, be a cheap date.
2: You yeah, know? it's, it's, it's yeah.
1: not a bad thing to have a low. Tolerance. Yeah, don't be competitive with yourself. Yeah, don't get that ego. Don't try
2: to compete it's with yourself. Good
1: things to tell. Yeah, it's good things to tell people. Yeah. especially here. There's a lot of people who are trying this for the first time. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's really it's opening up. Like we talked about, oh. like the. Not everybody loves it, right? But there are certainly more people who want to try it. Yeah. Than ever.
2: Absolutely. And also just have conversations with people. Don't, you know, it's it's a heavy topic. I totally get that. But just, I think it's good to have these conversations with people and just be like, hey, what is your stance on cannabis? Or I don't know, just start a conversation with somebody and- Pick their brain.
1: You'll be surprised at how many people yeah. you never thought knew anything about it. Yeah. Use, <laughs> use a little tincture every night to sleep. Oh, my
2: God. Yeah. And and it's crazy because the uh, my partner's family member, the one that I talked to about cannabis, I was like, what's your stance on cannabis? And he was just like, well, I don't have the best history with it. My brain doesn't react well with the THC, but if you use it, so what?
0: Yeah.
2: And I was very, I was like, what? I did not expect that because my partner was so like, do not tell him, do not tell him, do not tell my family. She's very scared of them being disappointed in her or them not liking me or whatever the case. But he was so open about the topic and was like interested and wanted to see what products I use and wanted me to explain them to him. And he knew a lot already. He knew a lot about cannabinoids already and... I was just like, you know, having, I was so surprised having that conversation with him. Hmm. It was crazy. And I'm just like, why do I not have more conversations like this with people? Because I think it's important to have those hard conversations.
0: I think for a while, and I know I've said this on the podcast, if you would talk about it, you would automatically get labeled and nobody wanted to get labeled. Right. Now yeah. it's okay to be labeled that. Now it's yeah. okay to say, Hey, you know what? It's legal for me to consume it.
2: Yeah. You know? Right.
0: So it's I'm okay so... for me to talk about yes. it. Because yeah. I've had, I've had jobs. I didn't talk about it because I didn't want to get.
1: No, then, get you know, tested, yeah. you know? then you're yeah. labeled. Then you get tested, and then yeah. then of course you have to deal with that. Yeah. yeah. But so you but you're right. It's not it. as yeah. it's not as taboo now to be labeled yeah. as yeah. a cannabis user. Yeah. yeah. Because it's especially here. Yeah. Because you can only be a medical patient. Yeah. And be a cannabis user here. So it's it almost gives you a little bit of uh, cover. Yeah, totally. You know, use that medical as the, as the cover to try something new. And, and then they're
2: like, oh, that's good that it's helping you. You know, right. it like changes their... You're like, yeah, oh, I use cannabis it. for PTSD. They're like, oh, okay. And then they like want to hear about it more, you know. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's really interesting. And, and like being from a small conservative town coming here and also a pretty conservative state and then it being legalized i was like wow this is awesome <laughs> this is great i'm staying in utah like forever <laughs> and then recently south dakota fully legalized it for oh, adult use and medical they, yeah, use yeah. which is crazy yeah, 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 yeah. i did not and think you're that like was... i want to go home now I'm yeah like, I, I was like, like i did yeah. not think that was ever gonna happen Wait, so they can well grow see it too now often. you have yeah, all the opportunity
1: in the world right yeah. because all of these the states are opening up. Yeah, there's just yeah we need we need you to go get that education and get back out here.
2: Yeah, seriously. I know. I'm like, oh, I I I just love all of the policy changes that are happening, and I I do like how Utah is doing it. I think you know there are a lot of a lot of people are like, oh, this is too strict or whatever the case. I think Utah is doing it pretty well for a state that just started.
0: Amen. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I think they're doing pretty great. There are some things that are like. Eh, Okay,
0: that's it could be worse though. could be totally uh, could, be could be worse. You it could be worse. It totally have, could be worse.
1: I mean, you could have incredibly sh- restrictive um, maximum yeah. purchasing Yeah. like Georgia. You could have low THC rules yeah. where everything has to be under like 2%. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. I think,
2: yeah. I think South Dakota, I think it's like two ounces now, but Utah four. So I'm like, Utah is, it's I'm okay. fine. Like we're doing great. We're, we're great. And it'll just get, totally get You better.
0: know, flower here. The yeah. fact that you can go and, and get it the way it is. Not how they f- even first, I mean, originally it's
1: going to be in those blister yeah, packs. The blister and, packs. Remember those yeah, conversations? And, and, and that <laughs> would have been, that would have <laughs> been goofy. That would have been goofy. <laughs> to and having, totally, yeah. you'd have had to have your, the, the, you would have had to cut up the buds. Yeah, right. You would have had to destroy them just to get them in the package. Oh my god! In the I can, blister I, pack. Can't even, I, can't, I can't. even imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine. No, it wasn't a
2: good, <laughs> wasn't a good system. No.
1: Nope. How can yeah. can listeners get a hold of you
0: at all? Like, do you have a like an Instagram? Or I know yeah. some of the some people that come on here even have Instagrams where they share their their cannabis journey. I don't know if you do any of that. I don't. Or,
2: I mean, I have an Instagram. I don't really go on okay, it. Okay. So yeah, yeah it's just, Or an
0: email, or I don't know, it's a way yeah. for people to other patients to get a hold of you, maybe.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, we can do my Instagram, so So underscore hippie Sue underscore. Yeah. Or just Maddie Morrison. You can just search me up on there. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm always happy to answer questions. Yeah. Seriously. We're so slow right now. Come in. And you know, okay. So this is a good, when this airs, it's still going to be, it's not going to be outrageously busy in park city, Deseret wellness park city. It's on Kearns Boulevard. It's in the basement just under the lighting store. Uh I can't remember exactly the address there, but
2: 1351 um, unit B.
1: Unit B. What's yeah. desertwellness.com is probably the website. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Dot .org. You can just look, look up like Desert Wellness Park City, your, City too. Okay. You can look up their menu mm-hmm. and you can go in. They have plenty of flour up there. Take a drive. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's beautiful. And the the menu is a
2: little bit hard to find. If you, sometimes if you just search up Desert Wellness, it'll immediately go to the Provo menu. So you actually have to click up on the menu box and then like physically click on Park City um, or else it'll automatically go to Provo. And then, yeah, we have a ton of flour right now. I think we probably have the most flour out of any of the pharmacies oh, you guys right now. Are open on Sunday you up there? We're open on Sunday. See we're a cl- good we're closed. Sunday drive up to Park We're closed yes. on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. We're open the other days of the week. So,
1: Yeah, I go up there, have some breakfast. Very cool. Yeah. Do a Very hike, cool. get your medicine. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank yeah. you
0: so much, Maddie, for, yeah. for recording Thanks with for us. Me. Absolutely. And go to uh, utahmarijuana.org slash podcast. Listen to all the other podcasts. Uh, We should be in all the podcast apps to subscribe. We're here every week with a brand new episode. And if you want to come on the show, if you're a patient or a pharmacist, whatever, if you're involved in the cannabis industry, reach out to Tim or myself. And we'd love to have you on. We'd love to have you on. Probably. Why not?
1: Right. (laughs) Why not? We need all, we need all comers. Yeah. So we need all kinds of stories. Anyway, that's it. Anything else? Either
0: one of you want to add before we end this episode up?
1: No. No. Thanks Thanks so much for your time. All Um, right, everybody. Stay safe out there.